Good morning. Good morning. Everyone, please stand so we can pray together. Dear God, I thank you that Jesus died on the cross for all our sins. If our dead, if our dads are away, God will still be our father. He will still love us and care for us. Also, if our family members are in heaven, God God will still be in heaven to, to keep them safe. All of us should praise to God because he gave us everything we need. He gave us a great life. He gave us a house to live in. He gave us clothes. He gave us money to buy things, and he, and he gave us friends to, to, to help us to not feel sad. And all, and all of us pray to you, God, because you, because you brought us everything we need, and we all love you. In Jesus' name, Amen.
morning, good morning. How are y'all this morning? Good time, huh? Amen. So we're about to do communion, so grab you a little cup, and we shall begin. Amen, amen. The Lord's Supper, as they call it. If you look in Matthew and 26, I love and 26. It's like going back to old school days. And chapter 26. <laughs> kind of stuck there. All right. It says, while they were eating, are we not eating this morning of the Lord's spirit? While they were eating, it says, Jesus took the bread and he gave thanks and he broke it. That's what we're going to do. I want you to take it. you to break it. I want you to break it in your fingers. Just as the body of Christ was broke for us, he broke the bread and he gave it to his disciples. And he says, take and eat, for this is my body. So I want you to take it and I want you to eat it, just as the disciples did. Go ahead and eat that little lamb. He said, and after taking the cup and giving thanks, he gave it to them, saying, drink from it, all of you. For this is my blood, the blood of the covenant, that is poured out for many. For the forgiveness of sins. So I want you to take it and open it up. And I want you to take it and drink the cup just as the disciples did. And Jesus said, I tell you from now on I will not drink of the fruit of the vine until the day when I drink it new with you in my father's kingdom he says it and it says this after singing a hymn they went out to the Mount of Olives see we do just as the scriptures say do we represent the same thing that, that Christ did with his disciples we do today. We're eating this morning. We're drinking the blood. We walk in forgiveness. We're singing hymns. And I'm ready to go to the Mount of Olives. Because I know where Jesus is coming back to. On that mountain. The Mount of Olives, right on the east side of the gate where he will walk into. It's the best thing about communion is knowing who we are in him. Knowing where he's going to come back to. Knowing which way to look. What a blessing it is to, 
to have this covenant with Christ. To walk in this. It is such an honor. I do not take this lightly in my life. And I do this quite often. It's very, very important. Very important. Because in Romans chapter 3, it says, None is righteous. Not one. I love it. I love it. Same in Psalm chapter 14 and also in 53. None is not righteous. Not even one. And I thank you, Jesus, for the bread and the blood that you have provided for the forgiveness of sin. And we walk in it, Lord. Scott, I thank you this morning for what you're doing in this place. God, as we were worshiping this morning, what we call practice, we worship. God gave me another vision for this place. He says, no, I'm not doing anything new. But what I'm going to do, you're going to know it. So it's not new. God ain't new. But he is the king. I want you to take a minute this morning and welcome the king in this place. Put him on the throne of your heart and let him take over. Put him where he belongs, and that's on the throne, high and lifted up, ready to be ascended onto the Mount of Olives. It's time to go to that mountain this morning and look up and watch the king come as he is the king of heaven. We bless you this morning, Lord. We remember you. We welcome you. We welcome you. We welcome you, King Jesus.
like the wind. Come, Holy Spirit, we welcome you in. Burn like the fire, blow like the wind. Come, Holy Spirit, we welcome you in. We welcome you in. We welcome you in. We welcome you in. Burn like the fire. Oh, like the way, come Holy Spirit, we welcome you in. Burn like the fire, blow like the wind, come Holy Spirit, we welcome you in. Burn like the fire, blow like the wind, come Holy Spirit, we welcome you in. Burn like the fire, blow like the wind. Come, Holy Spirit, we welcome you here. We welcome you here. We welcome you here. We welcome you here.
A lot of times, we don't know how to worship him. We don't know what that's supposed to look like. And so it keeps us paralyzed in the moment when we should be surrendering. Worshiping him is not singing along with the words on the screen. Worship him, for me, most of the time, personally, is I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. You are wonderful, Jesus. These songs and, and, and the different things that we, we do when we're in this, this atmosphere is not to say this is how you worship God by repeating words on a line. It's to open your heart up and to give him what he desires. And what he desires is your affection and your intimacy and your desire. We need to know how to worship him. Church has taught us worshiping him is this. This is not worshiping him. Worshiping him is when you lay bare your heart yeah, before yeah, him and you yeah. express your desire and need for him. And we, we've allowed terminology and we've allowed church to define what worship is, and it never can. He wants to be loved by you. He wants to be adored by you. He wants to be desired by you. He doesn't want you to sing lines on a screen if it's not coming out of the expression of your heart. It's not hard to worship Him. It's just to see your need for Him. It's to see that He's wonderful. And just tell Him, you're wonderful, Jesus. You're beautiful. I love you, Jesus. And when we can begin to let that flow out of our heart towards Him, it, it pleases Him in a way that nothing else will ever do that comes out of your life. No service, no, no job that you do for Him, no money, amount of money that you give will ever please Him to the degree of you just expressing who He is to you out of your heart. That's what He wants. That's what we must learn to give Him. 
And the return that comes from that is so wonderful because it's like rays of sunshine beaming down on your face. He responds to that in a way nothing else can possibly move him. And I, I want us to learn how to worship. I want us to learn how to surrender to him what he desires from us more than anything else. I love you, Jesus. Some of us are so locked up and so, and we live in such a place of lack. And I'm not talking about financial. I'm talking about lack in our spirit because we don't know how to value him to the degree that allows us to just, I love you, Jesus. And let that be the greatest expression of your life and your relationship with him. And because we don't value the presence that he gives us, we don't respond properly. And we live in a place way below that he intends for us to live. In joy and peace. It all comes through the gate of worship. Not through service. Not through sacrifice. Every gift of God comes through the gate of worship. Gratitude is a gift of worship. Taking communion, that is worship. That is saying, I value what you did for me. I focus all my attention on the act of what you did on the cross. And I say, thank you. I value that. Thank you, Jesus. You You must begin to surrender to what he wants and give it to him. You must begin to tell him, I love you. You're wonderful. You're good. Whatever that expression sounds like out of your heart and your mouth, it's individualistic. But it's beautiful. Jesus. King of my heart You're the king of my heart 
You know when his presence so thick and he starts to speak to you because you're engaged you're you're just completely engaged with him and what he showed me is this young man up here Isaiah Whew. a young man who's a miracle himself up here and not thanking the Lord for his life not thanking the Lord for any of that just praising him for the simple things in life Oh, man. Oh. Just being thankful for that. Where his mom's just thankful for him. She's thankful for the breath in his lungs. Oh. And he showed me, Isaiah, he showed me that when you speak, nations are going to move, son. That's what he showed me. He said, don't be scared of your voice. He said, let it roll out. Speak what he tells you to speak because things are going to change when you speak. Oh, he's just waiting on you. Oh, whoo, he's just showing me big things. Oh, just obey him. Speak what he tells you to speak. Oh, whoo, he had me so undone. Just seeing it. Whoo. Oh, holy. He just wants us. That's it. Here you have a miracle praising him, and he's the miracle. <laughs> oh, takes me back when Jesus is crying out to him, and Jesus is the miracle. And he's still crying out to the Father. We have him in our midst. He's here. He's here. Oh, and he just wants to love on you if you just let him. If you just open your hearts and just let him love on you right now. That's all he wants. Just get saturated right now. Get saturated with his love. Feel what he's doing. Because he doesn't want you to wait till a Sunday morning to receive this. He wants to reach you every single day, every single hour, every single minute. He just wants to, you to be so saturated with him every single minute. He wants to spend time with you. And all he wants from us is this. He wants us to worship him. He wants us to cry out to him. Oh. He longs to hear our voices. I want to sit right there. Let's just sit in this for a second. He wants to hear your voices. He longs to hear your voice this morning. 
He's asking you to open it up this morning. Open up your heart. Open up your mouth. Praise him this morning. Lift him up this morning. Love on him this morning because that's what he wants from you. So let's give him what he wants this morning. Let's give him what he wants this morning.
Yes, we worship you, Father. <laughs> we worship you. It's all we want, Lord. You can have everything else. We want that moment in your presence to be face-to-face -face with you. Face-to-face -to, -face to you, cheek-to-cheek. Oh, Father, we love you. We love you. Oh, we lift you up this morning. Have your way in this place. Rest on this house. Come on, holy. Have your way. Have your way, Father. Oh, we just lift you up this morning. In Jesus' mighty name, come on, we give them all the praise, all the honor, all the glory. Come on, let's lift them up this morning. Come on, we can do better than that. Let's praise him this morning. Let's give him what he deserves in the house. Come on, holy. We love you. We love you. Woo. Oh, we could sit there all day just in his presence, but it's time to move on. So do me a favor. Go find somebody you had not seen in a bit. Give him a high five. Say hi. And uh, we'll kick this thing up in a second.
All right, all right, all right, all right. If I let you talk all day, you'll talk all day. It's my turn to talk. <laughs> come on, come on, come on. Welcome to Destiny. How's everybody doing? All right. That was, that was huge. You guys are horrible over here. <laughs> How's everybody doing this morning? Come on. There it is. That's what I'm talking about. Look, welcome to Destiny. I am DJ along with my wife, Jules. We get the honor to pastor here at Destiny Church, and we love our church. We love you guys. We love what, what God's doing in the house, man, it, and it is exciting to see everybody and, and everybody that's going to be watching this later online, man. We thank you for tuning in and, and sharing this and getting this out there. Man, we just know God's up to something big, especially this morning. I'm telling you, I'm, I'm fired up just what he's doing already. And uh, so if you're new here, if this is the first time, do me a favor, fill out a connect card. Uh, if you're new, usually we identify you because we have people that that's what they do. <laughs> they identify new people somehow. They're gifted with that. So they'll probably get you a connect card. Fill that out. Let us know you're here. This way we, have a, we can reach back out to you and just answer questions, talk to you, pray for you, whatever that is. Uh, that's all we want to do. We just want to reach out to you and let you know that you were noticed, um, that you, you matter and, and, and what you do matters. So that's what we love about that. So fill that out. I can't do that if you don't do it. So you fill it out and I'll take care of the rest. Now, today I'm, I'm fired up because today is Baptism Sunday. Come on, y'all. Um, and we currently have two people uh, getting baptized. We're doing that at the end of service. Come on, that's two people. Come on, that's... Man, uh, I always get excited during baptism because something always happens. I don't know what happens. It breaks out. So um, what's good about that is that if you didn't sign up for baptism, you don't have to sign up for baptism. <laughs> Like, if you feel the Holy Ghost moving in you this morning, and I'll talk maybe a little bit more about it later, but if you're just like, man, I wish I knew it was bad, I want to get baptized, I didn't know, well, we have shorts, we have t-shirts, we have everything you need. So if God's been putting it on your heart that your next step is baptism, or maybe you got baptized a long time ago and have no clue what that meant in your life. Well, it's time to make a decision uh, and do it today, and that's what we're going to do. So, so you have no excuses right now, okay? So if God starts moving in your heart, the Holy Spirit's moving, and you want to get baptized, man, we've got the stuff. We'll take care of you at the end of service. So if you want to know more about our church, you can download our app. You can go to our website. That has all the ongoing information at our church. So that's everything that's routine around here. So make sure you check that out because I have a lot of other announcements. Um, this week's big for us. Uh, Friday is going to be our, uh, we're hosting a company of believers gathering. So Papa Bo and Mama Rachel in the house, and we thank you guys. Um, we, we love you guys, and, and, and they, they, they have, I guess, I don't even want to say started. It's, it's a fellowship, a company of believers um, is how Brother Bo is out there. We've been talking about these, these lights all across the, the country, all across the world, and what he's doing is he's connecting these lights. And, and this weekend on Friday, we get to host several churches. I think we're up to over 60-some-odd people coming in from out of state. Um, uh, that, that are other churches scattered all over the place that want to know what's going on and how do we do this and, and what does this look like. So um, we have opened up our church for that and everybody in our church is welcome to this. It's going to be a huge worship night. I believe there's going to be a night of healing in the house. I believe Holy Ghost is just going to come in with an, and we need to come with an expectation for him to do something amazing in your life, uh, whatever that is. But be here at 630 on Friday. It's Friday night. Uh, it's going to be amazing. So don't miss that opportunity. Put it on your calendar. Uh, and then get out here because guess what? We're hosting. What that means is we have a higher expectation about what we do when we host, which we're going to take care of people. We're going to love on people. We're going to make them feel so at home uh, at Destiny Church that they're, they're, they're just not going to wait to come back. They're just going to want to get back here. 
Uh, that's what it's all about. So let's show them the love. Our culture is love. That's what we do. So we're going to love on some people. So if you show up early, get here early, man, and help us love on people because that's what it's all about. And uh, has everybody got rooms already? Do we need, still need people? Okay, we, we got several people being hosted by families in the church and in the community to, to, to bring these churches in. I'm telling you, these are people that never been down here before. So we're just, we're just doing that. So, uh, man, well, I appreciate everybody that's helping with that already. Uh, this Coming up this month, so you know, small groups are going to be kicking up again. So we have small group training on the 22nd. Make sure you get plugged in with that. If God's speaking in your heart about starting a small group, you need to contact us. Uh, you, you need to contact Rich and Ann right there. Wave, guys. Come on. There are small group leaders. Um, you can reach them online at smallgroups at destinychurch.al. You can call the church. If you've had a small group before and you want to launch it again in the fall, let them know so they're already aware of that. And if you have a new small group, let them know so we can get going. On the 22nd is the training for that. We talk about the 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 systems with it and how all that works that's gonna be right after church on the 22nd that's a sunday and then rally day is the 29th so be prepared for that and uh, more to come on all the small group stuff um, at the end of the month on the 29th, we have family day at the YMCA uh, from 5 to 7.30. So uh, if you want to bring your kids on out, we have pools reserved. We have basketball court reserved. We have um, on the 29th, that's at the YMCA here in Prattville over on McQueen Smith. Uh, we've been challenged by the students. So a couple of us adults are going to wipe out the students in a basketball game. We're just letting them all know. So it's just on. So it doesn't matter who you are, big guys in the back, it don't matter. Bring it. Okay, so uh, we, we've, we've already claimed that. So we're going to have fun, guys. We have two and a half hours, uh, pool time, basketball. We're going to have pizza. We're just going to fellowship as a family, um, and, and that's going to be at the YMCA. So come on out and join us for that. And the last thing is 4th of September, uh, we are teaming up with Crown for Glory Ministries, uh, and that's with uh, um, Ken and Kimberly McKinley. Uh, McKinney, they are actually, they've worshiped with us numerous times. He used to play the keys. They have a church here in Prattville. We are teaming up with them for Praise in the Park. And what that is, is on the 4th of September, we have a bunch of worship teams coming in. We have some pastors coming in to speak. Uh, what we're going to do is we're going down to the park on Labor Day weekend in Prattville, Pratt Park. And we're just going to love on people. We're going to talk about Jesus. We're going to worship in the park. Um, my goal is to... Uh, <laughs> For everybody that's involved in this, you'll love this. My goal is to have our bread of life up and running down there uh, so we can show them what we're doing. Uh, lots of great things with that. So put that on your calendar. That's enough. Okay, that's enough announcements. You guys good with that? Whew. I'd rather not talk about all that stuff, but it's there, and it's good stuff. And if you don't go on the website, you won't see it. Mm. All right, Father, we need you, Father. Come on, Holy, speak to us. Father, I ask you to soften hearts this morning, open eyes this morning, open minds this morning. Father, speak to my heart. Father, open my heart. Father, let this be all of you and none of me this morning, Father. Just touch my lips. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I'm telling you, it was a, uh, this is probably the least amount of sleep I've had in a long time because I just could not sleep last night and he kept rolling me over and waking me up and, um, just about this i couldn't get it out of my head it just kept spinning and spinning in my head so uh, i know he's up to something big with this so it's gonna it's meaningful for somebody that's here today um but first i want to talk about didn't do kevin kevin do a good job last week come on and we're blessed to have kevin and crystal on staff we love you guys crystal's like yeah he did good but i was always behind the scene we love you crystal <laughs> kevin is uh he's got duty this weekend so he's an air force uh reserve sea guard or reserve 
Reserve. Yeah, he's an Air Force Reserve, so he's got duty this weekend, but uh, couldn't be here. But it's so awesome that, that we have a church family that doesn't care who's up here giving a word. We, we understand that as a family. And we had a, a church family that we were close with, a brother that went through some surgery, and, and he needed somebody to go up and, and share with his family. So he had, the fact that he trusted me with that was awesome. And then I knew I could trust Kevin with a word in this house, so it all works out. And then Kevin brought the word. I heard he, he brought a good word about being oaks of righteousness. Yeah, that was, that's a good word. And uh, I love it because, you know, the way God moves, he starts putting things in our hearts and then they all of a sudden they start intertwining. Uh, but I know he, he was talking a, a lot about an oak tree and he says he was challenging everybody last week. He says you can only go as high like an oak tree can only grow as high as the roots are deep. So he says you got to get your roots deep if you ever want to grow high enough so that so that you can overshadow people. We talked about Peter's shadow before healing people. Why? Because God's light wants to shine through you. So, so the bigger you are, right, the more of his light can shine through you and change the world. So he said, I'm going to challenge you to go deeper and grow your roots deeper, right? And he challenged you with that. And, and I thought that was an awesome challenge. I was like, all right, Kevin, good. And I wanted, and this is where I picked it up because God was like, oh, that's good, but they're never going to grow their roots deeper until they really, really understand who they are in Christ. See, that's the stopping point for a lot of people. And we've been talking about identity now for a long time. I got week 16 on here, but I know it's not week 16. My wife fixed. I, I guess I can't add either, but that's okay. Don't tell anybody. I used to run the finances. <laughs> but she says, no, it's not week 16. I don't know what it is. All I know is for months and months and months, we have been on an identity series and talking about who we are. And it's a beloved identity. And when I heard, I listened to Kevin's message and, and I was like, man, that's so good, Kev. And then I realized that, that, man, we can't go any deeper than we are loved. And we can only be as loved as we accept love. Okay, and, and, and that's where our problem lands right there. As we go, I would love to go deeper, but I just don't feel like I'm loved enough. And it stops, everything stops. So, so knowing who we are, that's our beloved identity. Knowing that we are Hephzibah, that he delights in us, that, that he loves us, that's the key. That's the key to growing deep roots. That's what nurtures it, that's what feeds it, that's what waters it. All that comes out of a love. It becomes out of a beloved identity is what we call it. Knowing that no matter what, your sins are forgiven and forgotten and he loves you. And you can climb up in his lap and put your head on his chest and hear his heartbeat. And he wants to be face to face with you. And he loves you that much. Didn't matter what you did this morning. He loves you that much. And that's hard for a lot of people to accept. But when you accept that, you can start going deeper with your relationship with him. So I really thought I was moving on this week. <laughs> I mean, he's been speaking to me and all kinds of stuff. And I'm like, yeah, it's about time I move on. And then I came in and, and I was talking to Miss Rhonda. And it was like three words into a conversation. And we just started preaching to each other. And I was like, nope, I know this is what God wants me to throw out. And I uh, put it out to everybody. So uh, we just need to hang into this one for a little bit. Um, so we need to understand that. So we are sons, we are daughters. And that's how he loves us. Okay, and we have access and authority. And that's the big part. Because you have to have access and authority to become an oak of righteousness. Not only have it, you have to walk in it. You have to walk into it. This is something that you just don't look at. It's not something you just go, yeah, I know it in my head. It's something you actually feel and move in in your heart and in your walk. And it's one of our biggest problems as Christians today, as a church. Because we believe in a society that, that is more concerned about salvations 
than we are about transformations. We are so more concerned about how many people raise their hand and say a prayer in church so we can say, yay, we're filling up the kingdom. And then all of a sudden they drop off and we don't know what's going on and our hearts aren't being changed and nothing's changing in their life. So, so they're not walking in the authority and in the access that they have. They simply raised their hand and said, I'm good enough going to heaven. Well, he didn't make us just good enough to say I'm going to heaven. He said, I've got a job for you to do. I put you here for a reason. You now have authority on this earth to do what I've asked you to do. But we need to be able to walk in that. And there's a lot of people that's too scared to walk in that. They don't want to give up all the little things that, that he's asking them to give up. You want to hang on to all these little worldly things where you go, but this and but this and but this. And he's like, get rid of it and trust me. Man, we got to trust him. Hmm. We're called to bring transformation. Because Jesus came to give us the good news of the kingdom of heaven coming, not just to give us a get out of hell free card. And that's what people kind of settle with. They come into church once a week, maybe twice a month. They say a prayer. They maybe get connected, maybe not. And they go, it's okay. I know where I'm going. And we got to change that. Because guess what? We can't light up the world. We can't bring his light and his life to a world until we come together as a body and we start transforming what's in the church and we take it outside the walls of the church into the city, into the nation. But we do it together. And it's going to be a big process, but it starts in here. You got to shift your mindset in here and how you're thinking in here. See, you received an inheritance. It's an inheritance that he gave you. He says, I gave this to you. But you only get it when you accept his identity. He said, you only get it when you accept that you're a son or a daughter. That you're an heir to a king. That you're prince and princesses. He says, that's when you get the inheritance of what I want to give you, which is the kingdom. See, we pray it all the time. You know, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And he says, it's there because you're there. If you actually take the authority that I've given you, you'll be able to walk in that and the kingdom will come on earth and you will see signs, miracles, and wonders. Why? Because you're allowing my kingdom to operate through you, which is what I called you to do in the first place, but you chose not to. You said, I'm good with the, I'm going to heaven. And he said, no, there's so much more. You're missing out. You're missing out on what I want to do with you. Man, I can go into that. Because <laughs> you got to remember, everybody stops with the, the um, crucifixion, the burial, the resurrection, and everybody says, that's it. And you forget about the ascension and then the enthronement that he has, where he sits on the right hand of the Father, and he is now over the kingdom. That's when everything happens. See, we, we stop at the cross, and all of a sudden we worship the cross, and we say, but that's what he did. He died for our sins, and that's absolutely true. But he said, now, now you want the good part? Like, I'm over the kingdom. <laughs> and therefore, if I have the power and access to be over the kingdom, you have the power and the access on earth to be over the kingdom. If you'll take it and walk in it. He says, you have the same access and authority that I have. He goes, we're brothers and sisters. Man, come on, and we got to receive this. And the more we become aware of these things, this kingdom mindset, right, the more... The more we work in that, the faster it is that we'll start seeing a transformation, not only in our lives and in our families, but in the world. 
We need to take control of what's already been given to us. He gave it to us. He said it's yours. Go to Genesis. I love this. In Genesis 1, 26, I'm going to read it from the Amplified just because I, it just, I love how it just reads. But Genesis 1, 26, it says, Then God said, Let us, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, make man in our image, according to our likeness, not physical, but a spiritual personality and moral likeness. And let them have complete authority over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, the cattle, and over the entire earth, and over everything that creeps and crawls on the earth. So it says you're going to do what? It says it made them in their image, right? God said, let us make man in our image, but then according to our likeness. Okay, not just to look like him, but to act like him, to talk like him, to walk like him. It's in a spiritual likeness with him. He says, guess what? We didn't just make you to look like me. I need everything to be like me. I need your spiritual walk to be like me. And that's what he's telling us. And that's where we, we drop off for some reason. And we go, but I know Jesus. I raised my hand. I said the prayer. I got baptized. I'm good. And he says, this is not enough. You can't just know me. You can't even just say you look like me. Because looking like me and then acting like me and, and, and being in the image of me and actually doing what I do is totally different. But he says we have all of that. We have all that authority. I think about it like this. Um, it was probably this winter time. Something we were going, I don't know where we were going. I had my ball cap on. When I put my ball cap on, I become extremely handsome. Uh, but <laughs> I just messed with you. So I put my ball cap on, and what happens is we're at a gas station, and this guy walks in, and he walks by me, and he stops, and he comes back, and he goes, hey, man, you know you look like Brett Favre? And I'm like, I'm thinking, dude, I know I got my boots on, but I'm five, ten and a half. I'm like, I ain't even close. And I'm like, well, I appreciate it, man. And he's like, okay, and he walks away. Then he comes back, he goes, are you sure you're not Brett Favre? I'm like, I'm pretty sure. Pretty sure, because I'm like in Alabama at a gas station. And I'm pretty sure he wouldn't be here. I think he's from Mississippi originally, so he might be. You know, and I'm like, okay. And then this other lady walks in, and she comes up to me and goes, you look like Brett Favre. And I'm like, what is going on? Like, I thought somebody was playing a joke on me. But here's the thing. If I, if, if I look like him, it doesn't mean I'm in his likeness. Right? Just because I look like him doesn't mean I can throw a football like him. Doesn't mean I can run like him. Doesn't mean I have his ability to take a hit like he does. Because if I did, I wouldn't be here, right? There's a lot of us that we try to look like Jesus, but we don't have a likeness of Jesus. So, so we have none of that authority because we try to look like him. We try to do everything right, but we don't walk in the same authority. We don't have the likeness of what he has. Hmm. So it's definitely different to look like something and then also to act like them. I'm telling you. That's why it's so foolish to stop at the salvation. That's a contractual agreement that you're not going to hell. And we stop there so we can just be like Jesus so we can just be in his image not so that we can actually act like him and walk like him and have the authority that he has mm. and when we actually walk in that we're, we're, we're gonna we're gonna move some things we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna have some transformation in the world I'm telling you it, we gotta we gotta be able to do it we got you know you're not supposed to live in a bubble saying that I'm going to heaven and I'm good 
But there's a lot of Christians that'll, that'll take that and they'll go sit in a bubble and they'll be like, yep, 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 I know where I'm going. I love me some Jesus in my house and I'm gonna go to work and be quiet and I'm gonna drive and go to Walmart and be quiet and God's putting people in front of me the whole time. But, but I'm not gonna say nothing. I'm not gonna do anything. Why? Because I'm extremely happy in my bubble. And that's not why he made us. He made us to be set apart. If you think we look weird, we're supposed to look weird. Why? Because we go against everything that the world believes in. We, we believe in the supernatural. We, 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 we believe that we can move things and do things by his, you know, by his might, for his glory. It's not for our glory, but we go, you know what? He's, I'm so filled up with him that where I can walk, guess what? I can drip in the saturation of love and life that's on me will touch people and they'll be radically changed. We believe that. At least five people do. But that's what it is. We believe it. And that's what we're supposed to do. So the next phase of beloved identity is go from knowing the Father to putting on his shoes and walking in his footsteps. So see, here we are. We've been talking about beloved identity for so long. And just, just to get you to, to receive the fact that you are loved. Well, the next step is to say, okay, good. You ever want to put your dad's shoes on? I remember as a kid putting on my dad's shoes and walking around the house, and I felt like I had something going on. Like I was powerful. I was wearing his shoes. Well, he says, put on my shoes. They're going to fit. They're not going to be big. You're not going to trip over them. They're made just for you, and they're going to fit. Put on my shoes and walk it out and walk in my authority. When you put on his shoes, you walk in his authority. He says, that's what I need you to do. And when we do that, we're going to become a change agent. I like using that. It takes me back to my military days. We're going to be a change agent. Okay, our, our job is to be the one that brings change in an atmosphere. We, we bring change to a community through him. So what I believe is that it's actually illegal to talk about the light of the kingdom and actually, and actually not the lifestyle of the kingdom. So you can't, you can't talk about the light and say, man, it's so awesome, man, the kingdom is so amazing, but then not, not talk about the lifestyle that it takes to get you to that point. Because, man, you can shut that light off in a heartbeat if you're not paying attention. There's a lot of people that watch you because you're the only Jesus they know. There's a lifestyle of walking in the kingdom. One, it's, it's being filled up. It's spending time in prayer, and it's, it's all that stuff, and reading the Bible and talking with him. But it's talking about walking the walk. There's a lifestyle to that. There's a lifestyle to walking in and taking dominion over every area you walk and not being filled with fear and anxiety and all that stuff. It's saying, no, I own that. We have authority over that. So we have to function in that authority that was given us if we want to see heaven here on earth. All right, I'm going to go back into my favorite scripture for all this, Isaiah 61. That should be worn out in your Bible after all the times we've been talking about it. But I'm just going to read through it real quick and show you how all this ties in, even what Kevin was talking about last week. Out of the passion, it says, The mighty spirit of the Lord, Yahweh, is wrapped around me because Yahweh has anointed me as a messenger to preach good news to the poor. So you need to receive this this morning. This is not about anybody else but you right now. He's anointed you. Okay, he's appointed you. Why? Because he wants you to, he wants you to go out and be a messenger of the good news of the kingdom to the poor in spirit. He says, I need you to be that news. I've, I've anointed you for that. 
says, then it goes on, it says, he sent me to heal the wounds of the brokenhearted, to tell the captives you are free and to tell prisoners be free from your darkness. And you're out there to tell people that are broken from the words of their past, broken from things that have been spoken over them, broken over stuff where they're not even willing to walk into anything because somebody said they're not good enough. Somebody says you don't make enough money. You don't have a degree. You didn't go to theology class and you didn't do this and you didn't do that. So people walk around believing what other people said about them. Therefore, they're broken. They're fractured. And our job is to come and tell them that that we're here to heal that. We're here to give them an identity because he wants to give my identity this whole that's smooth, that's brand new. Right? That's what he wants. He says, I understand you've been fractured, but I'm here to make you brand new. And when you're brand new, guess what? It's not just what's new right now because I'm going to get rid of the past. I'm going to get rid of the present. And I'm going I'm to get rid of the future that you thought you were going to have if you'll trust me and walk in what I want you to walk in. goes on in verse 2 it says i am sent to announce a new season of yahweh's grace and a time of god's recompense on his enemies to comfort all who are in sorrow to strengthen those crushed by despair who mourn in zion to give them a beautiful bouquet in the place of ashes the oil of bliss instead of tears and a mantle of joyous praise instead of a spirit of heaviness and because of this they will be known as mighty oaks of righteousness planted by Yahweh as a living display of his glory. That's why, because of Yahweh's grace, his recompense, his comfort for sorrow, strength for those crushed by despair and mourning. Hmm. Because of that, they, those people that are going through all that, that are dealing with all that stuff, they're going to be the oaks of righteousness. Why? Because they received it. Because they received his grace and they said, I'm going to take a new identity. And therefore, I'm going to be an oak. I want to be the one that's out changing the world. And I'm not going to go back to my old ways. I'm not going to look back at my old ways. I'm not going to determine myself worthless, not worthy. I'm going to be an oak. That's what it says. That's who they are. And those people, keep going in verse 4, it says, they will restore ruins from long ago and rebuild what was long devastated. They will renew ruined cities and desolations of past generations. Foreigners will be appointed to shepherd your many flocks. Strangers will cultivate your fields and tend your vines. I'm telling you, he just doesn't heal the immediate action of what's going on in your life. He fixes every bit of the effects of what what that's played in your life in the past, in the present, and the future. He changes it all. Mm. So he heals it. He goes back and heals every crack in the foundation. Reminds me of when you're doing work in a house. And if you're repairing a home or restoring a home and you see the, the wood that's all rotted, if you've got rotted wood in your house, you have to get rid of it all. Because if you leave it there, it gets worse. It continues to rot away and rot away. And he says, guess what? I'm going back. I'm fixing every crack. I'm fixing everything. It's going to be brand new. It says you have a new identity, right? You're a whole new creation. You're not something that was restored. You're brand new in him. telling you so the problem is is that we don't believe that we continue to think about our past we choose to allow the enemy right we allow the enemy to speak into us about our past when the enemy has no authority on earth none the enemy has no authority on earth 
we fail to use our authority, and by not using our authority, we surrender it to the enemy. So you have a choice. You can use it or surrender it. And if you give it to him, he's going to use it against you. If you walk in the authority that was given to you, right, you control that entire outcome. He has no authority. He lost it all. Go to Matthew 28, 18 through 20. Jesus came and told his disciples, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. He says, I've been given all authority on heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands that I have given you and be sure of this. I am with you always, even to the end of the earth. So if Jesus has all the authority on heaven and on earth, then how much does the enemy have? None. He has all of it. If I had $10 in my hand and I said, take all $10 and you took it, how much money do I have in my hand? None. That's exactly what the enemy has with authority on earth. We don't believe that. I said this before. We'd rather go around and scream at the dark instead of turn on the light. Let the light shine in your life. You have that authority in you. Hmm. Man. We have the same authority as him. Why? Because we are made in his image and his likeness. And the enemy has no authority. I'm going to keep saying that. The enemy has no authority if we walk in our new identity. You've got to walk in that access and authority that he has given you. It's a beloved identity. And when you walk in that, the enemy has no authority. If you go down to Luke 11, I'm just going to give you some verses that talk a little bit about this. This is after Jesus drives out a demon of the mute man, and people accuse him of operating in the power of Satan. And then he tries to explain it to him. So I'm going to pick it up in Luke 11, 21 through 22. And it says, when a strong man, which is Satan, with many weapons, guards his palace, his possessions are safe. But when, when one stronger than he, that's Jesus, comes to attack and overpower him, the stronger one will empty the arsenal in which he trusted. The conqueror, Jesus, will ransack his kingdom and distribute all the spoils of victory. Jesus says, I've already ransacked his kingdom. I've already done it. Quit giving him authority in your life. Walk in your new identity. Walk in your own authority. You have access to me. But that's how, that's how Satan operated before Jesus. He had an arsenal. He, he had an arsenal. He, he, look, he, they actually, in one of these verses, it says his kingdom. And that's the only place you'll find it in there where it talks about him having a kingdom. But he said, but before Jesus, that's what he had. And then Jesus comes and he no longer has it. Once Jesus shows up, everything changes. See, I'm not saying that, see, the enemy is in charge of the realm of darkness. But he has zero power on heaven and on earth. See, there's a realm of darkness. So I'm not, I'm not trying to say we don't, you know, cover people in prayer and we can't fix things. Why? Because we have to have that authority. Why? Because you don't. So somebody's walking around without authority going, I'm getting destroyed by some kind of enemy, some kind of demon. And then we have to come in with authority and say, we're going to take control of the situation. That's the authority we walk in. So that's why there's a necessity to understanding that. But he says on earth, he has no authority. (laughs) 
I mean, Jesus has all the power. So what demon's going to come take it out of his hand? <laughs> that would be good, wouldn't it? What demon thinks he's going to come take it out of his hand? None. If you go, I'm going to prove this. Uh, go to Colossians um, 2.15. I like this in the Passion. I'm going to read the footnotes too. But it says, Then Jesus made a public spectacle of all the powers and principalities of darkness, stripping away from them every weapon and all their spiritual authority and power to accuse us. And by the power of the cross, Jesus led them around as prisoners in a uh, procession of triumph. He was not their prisoner. They were his. <laughs> Come on. We got to believe this. This, this. this is what it says. There's a footnote. I love this because in the footnote, it says the Aramaic can be translated. Having put off his body, he stripped principalities and powers and shamed them openly. This implies that between the day of crucifixion and the day of resurrection, while in the spirit realm, Jesus destroyed death, the powers of darkness, and every work of the enemy through the blood of his cross. So all the enemy's weapons have been stripped away from him, and now the church, which is us, it's not the church, it's a body of people, right? The church has authority in Christ to enforce this triumph upon the dethroned rulers of this world. So why do we let them bother us so much? When you have complete authority over that. And it says, however, an alternate translation of the Aramaic could be after sending out his body, which is the apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers, and believers. They enforced his triumph to all the thrones and authorities, putting them all to public shame by the manifestation of himself in them. <laughs> so he's supposed to manifest in us we're supposed to be the light we're supposed to be the life and when we walk into places we have authority over all that stuff so if he's tormenting you it's because you're letting him do it not a lot of claps on that one because people are like oh man yeah it just got just got real You've got to believe in yourself. You've got to believe in an identity that was given to you. And if you don't walk in that identity, you surrender it to the enemy. And the enemy will take that authority and do whatever he wants in your life. And he'll torment you when the whole time you just got to believe and have faith in a new identity. Hmm. So we have been called to function and operate in authority. Hebrews 2, 14 through 16. says, since all his children have flesh and blood, so Jesus became human to fully identify with us. He did this so that he could experience death and annihilate the effects of the intimidating accuser who holds against us the power of death. By embracing death, Jesus sets free those who live their entire lives in bondage to the tormenting dread of death. For it is clear that he didn't do this for the angels, but for all the sons and daughters of Abraham. Did you pick up on this? It says the weapon used against us is accusation. <laughs> the enemy of beloved identity is accusation. In fact, the name Diablo, it means the accuser. That's all he is. He's an accuser, and he accuses us. See, Yahweh tries to seat you in a seat of beloved identity, and the enemy comes in and accuses us by bringing up our past. 
and you have the authority to say, that ain't true. I've already been forgiven of that. It's already been forgotten. You're bringing up something that doesn't even make any sense because that crack don't even belong in the foundation. There is no crack in my foundation. Why are you telling me there's a crack? So how does the enemy use a weapon of accusation when Jesus stripped it all away? It's because we come out of agreement with beloved identity and that creates a space for the accuser to come in and speak to us. So we authorize it. We, we authorize him to accuse us. See, the cross actually paid the price for your identity. But you choose not to walk in it. You believe that he died on the cross, but you believe it was to get you to heaven. You don't believe that you died on the, he died on the cross to give you a new identity so you can walk in freedom while on earth. And walk with authority while on earth. Because there's a whole life ahead of you. Why are we looking at what's going to happen when we die. When we still have a whole life ahead of us. To do something amazing here on earth. Mm. So if you're going to receive a beloved identity. You have to reject the accusation that you're worthless. Because that's what he's telling you. Look I know this. I've, I've been there. I've been there many a times. I was there like two and a half years ago. When we're praying about somebody's got to pastor the church. I'm not worthy. I haven't done that. I haven't spoken in front of people. I have a horrible past. Nobody's going to listen to me. <laughs> I had to fight that. And all those accusations came in. And I had to realize real quick, who am I? Lord, who do you say that I am? And when I listen to that, woo, authority comes. And now you can start walking in a calling that he has for you in his life because you just had to simply take a break and pause and go, wait, that's not the voice of my father. Because I know the voice of my father, and that's not it. Man. <laughs> so we are authorized and deputized. We have delegated authority from the father makes me think of those deputy sheriffs like they have the same authority as the sheriff they're deputized we have the same authority as the father we're just deputized and we're authorized and we're supposed to walk in that hmm. and he wants us healed he wants us whole hmm. and when we deal with that broken heart that's when we become oaks of righteousness planted by Yahweh as a living display of his glory when you learn to, 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 to mend all that brokenness, to allow him to do what only he can do. <laughs> so we're not going to actually see the manifestation of the kingdom until we quit ministering out of this small little space between our ears and start ministering out of an encounter with your heart. Because <laughs> I can know all I want about who he is but until you actually encounter him and experience him and have a moment with him, then you can minister out of that. And that's real. Nobody can deny that. You, you, I can tell you whatever the Bible says. You can read the Bible a million times. You have an encounter with Jesus and you can't deny it. So, so there's nothing like there's nothing you can't do when you have that encounter with him. That's your story. Nobody can take it from you. And it's real because you're standing there. And that's what you minister out of. We all have a story. Minister out of your story to people. 
You don't have to know this. Like, like I'm telling you, this was my biggest fear. When I first started working at the church in like 2014, I hadn't even read this all the way. I was like, I don't think I can work at the church. I have not read the Bible all the way through. Quickly, the Holy Ghost wrecked me, and I started reading the Bible. And then I never put it down. <laughs> but that was a fear. And I thought, well, if I know the Bible, I can minister to people. Wrong. <laughs> Wrong. You got knowledge, but you don't have heart knowledge. Minister out of something that he's done in your life. That's all it takes. You get to share a testimony about what's happened in your life and how he picked you up out of the muck and out of the dirt and said, good, are you done? Let me clean you up. Let me make you whole. Let me make you new. And then watch what I can do with you. Watch how we can change the world together when you just submit to that and say, use me, Lord. Say yes. That's where we start changing and seeing a transformation in this world. When we quit being embarrassed about what we've been through. Nobody cares. Can I be honest with you? Nobody cares. <laughs> We're more interested in what Jesus has done to you. Because that's, that's, that's the miracle. That's the transformation. That's what we're excited about. And the more you get to share that, man, you, man, it's amazing to see what God will do through your testimony when you just share it with people. Because he's going to put people in your life that, that need to hear your testimony. That's it. You don't even have to search for it. It's amazing how many people that have come to us, my wife and I, uh, in marriage ministries, and they just show up and, and they're dealing with the same story we had. And we're like, this is just unreal because we didn't like put it in the computer and search for people <laughs> and go, can we minister to them? No, he brings them to your doorstep. And he says, I already know your story, man. Good. Wait, wait till you see this. I'm going to drop somebody off on your doorstep. It's going to wreck you because you're going to be like, seriously, <laughs> I have a little experience in this. No, it's not in the Bible, <laughs> but it's in my heart. And let me tell you what Jesus did. Let me tell you what us trusting him does. Hmm. You just got to be willing to get close enough in proximity with the Father, right, to receive that love, to understand you can walk in his light. So it's a proximity thing. <laughs> we, we, we tend to think that, that we can't go to him, so we, we keep a distance from him. We're like, hey, you're good. Like, love you, Lord. You wouldn't understand. <laughs> he already knows. He was standing next to you. <laughs> Whatever you did, he was right there. He knows. You're not going to surprise him. He's just waiting for you to come back to him so he can love on you. Because that's what he wants to do like a good, good father. Hmm. That's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to take the authority that, that he gives us. And we're supposed to go out and we're supposed to minister out of a heart encounter with him. And when we do that going to change nations there's going to be transformation we're going to start baptizing people in the name of the father the son and the holy spirit because their lives are going to be completely wrecked and they're going to want to know there's a new identity and that's what that does that that identity when you come out of that water it's a fresh brand new identity that's what baptism is all about man hmm. man i thank god i didn't quit at the fact that i was forgiven I thank God that I just didn't say that's enough. I appreciate it, Lord. I'm just going to sit in my bubble in my house and be so thankful that you pulled me out of everything. I'm so thankful that I said yes, that you could grab me and use me so we can start changing the world. 
so that you can use everything I went through, that it wasn't used, that it wasn't nothing, that you didn't create it, but you said you can use it. Man, it's so much better to be part of that side. Man, I'm so thankful for that. So I'm just praying there's people in here today that you're not sitting in that bubble going, I feel safe here, and I know I'm going to heaven. It's time to walk out of that. It's time to walk into a new identity. It's time to trust him with everything you have and say yes to what he wants to do in your life. Man, because we have that authority and the access. And the enemy doesn't have a right to it. And you need to own that. You need to tell him no. You need to know who your father is. You need to accept that identity and walk in that authority. Amen? Come on. You guys get something today? Come on. Mm. Whew. Well, I love this because this is the time we start, uh, we go into baptizing some people. <laughs> yeah, some people that are, are ready to put on display for the world to see their new identity. I believe there's people here today you didn't sign up for it, but God's weighing on your heart. And he's saying, it's time. He's saying, I know you know me. It's time to walk in the identity that I've given you. It's time to come up out of the water as a new person, as a new identity, as beloved. Why? Because he wants your roots to grow deep and he wants you to grow high. And that's how he's going to water it is through your identity. So if that's you, if he's tugging on your heart, look, it's time. Like, all you need to do is wherever Crystal's going, wave your hand, Crystal. She's got a basket. So if that's you and you say, you know what? I didn't sign up, but man, I'm ready to get baptized today. And maybe it's because the first time you got baptized, you just didn't know what it was. And now you're like, you know what? I, want, I got this new identity. I'm ready to do this. I'm ready to walk in this. I'm ready to walk out of here with a whole fresh new foundation of who I am with an authority that I'm supposed to walk with. And we want to help you with that today. And all you need to go is talk to her. We got two people getting baptized today. I love it. I got a 10-year-old and a, and a little older. I'm not allowed to tell. So don't be scared. Because if you're sitting in your seat and you're just fearful, if you're fearful of that, that what are people going to say if they, look, I got baptized like what, six months ago? Me, Daniel, Kevin. <laughs> I'm like, I want to be baptized in front of my own church. <laughs> I was like, that's so cool. I was like, I never thought we'd do that. But man, it was new, it was fresh, it was awesome. For some of you, you just feel that lost. You, you're lost right now because you haven't even accepted him into your life. And that's, that, that'll be the first step for you. But that'll be a quick step. That's today. Accept him in your heart and today get baptized. And don't put a, head, don't put a space in between those two things. And I'm going to invite the prayer partners up and they're going to be up here as we go into worship so I can go change. And if that's what God's doing in your heart, if he's speaking to you, put it this way, if you're not walking around with joy and peace and comfort in your life, then you might want to start questioning who you are. Because that's what he brings. That's what he gives you. So they're going to be up here. Prayer partners will be up here. If that's what you want to do, you need to come talk with them. If that's what God put on your heart, you need to come talk with them. All right. That's, that's enough of me. I'm going to turn it over to the worship team. I'm going to go get changed. 
And then if that's you, like I said, if you want to get baptized today and you didn't sign up, that's why we have everything. So I want you to come out here, talk. We're going to have these kids come in. Um, let's get this thing taken care of. Um, man, it's, it's no better time than right now. So, Father, I ask you right now to touch each heart in this room. Father, move in their hearts right now. Let them feel how much you love them. Come on, Father, rest in this place. Father, I ask you to just bless each and every person in here, Lord. I believe you can turn their hearts like a water course. Father, I ask you to shift their hearts, shift their minds, give them courage and strength to say today is the day. Father, just touch them. We just need you. In Jesus' mighty name, amen.
check, check. All right, come on. Ooh, I even wore my fancy shorts today. I'm just letting you know. That's so awesome. I feel like I'm Superman changing in a in a in a in a room. Man, I love I love what the Holy Ghost is doing, and uh, I have with us Miss Debbie Tyree. Come on. Um, I know your story, and you share with our church and uh and you want to share some more i love you and that's fine you know when we're worshiping it's really weird i was sitting and i sat down real quiet and i heard him and he said babe now when he talks to me he talks to me and i just wanted to share this that there's so much love in these rooms and i thank you for sharing this special time with me with the lord and uh I'm so glad he brought me out of the pit to go see the light again. And he is my savior, and he's brought me through a lot of storms, if you heard my testimony. So this is all to you, Lord. Come on, on, and your husband's over there videoing right there. Come on, Jason. Yep, so that everybody can watch, your daughters can watch, and everybody. Come on, are you ready? Are you shaking? Are you ready to put on this fresh, brand-new identity? And walk in freedom one more time. Come on, let's do this thing. You got it? All right. So I'm going to ask you one more time if you accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Absolutely. Come on. All right, Miss Debbie. You got it. Plug that nose. Grab that wrist nice and tight. (laughs) Well, Miss Debbie, by your profession of faith, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Miss Cody at is she over here? Come on, girl. How are you? Good? You excited? Yes. Okay, so Miss Cody is 10 years old, right? And um, and she's really excited because she she has a servant's heart. And she is so excited because she gets to serve in the children's ministry now because that's her passion. Come on, that's pretty powerful, y'all. We've, we've got kids that are, they want to serve. They don't just want to receive, they want to give back. I mean, that's pretty awesome. So we have these little cards that, that we ask them to fill out. And it says, how has Jesus changed you? And it says, before Jesus, I was lonely, but he has made me feel stronger. Come on, that's so awesome. Come on, can we give it up for her and how brave she is? Oh, man. Are you excited? You want to say something? A little nervous? That's okay. You can be nervous. I'm nervous every time I pick up a mic. I just know this, that God loves you. He's giving you a fresh identity. And when you walk out of here, he's going to use you in a mighty, mighty way. Okay, you're going to change kids' lives. Because if you want to serve kids, guess what? They're going to look at Jesus in your eyes. When they look at you, they're going to see him. That's powerful. So you get to be a Jesus to people. Isn't that pretty awesome? (laughs) I tell you, that's awesome. So let's do this.
you accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior? Yep, if you said yes, sir, before I get out of my mouth, go ahead and plug your nose. Put your hand right there. All right. So by your profession of faith, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And I forgot, she has mom here and grandparents and everybody over here. Come on, how awesome is that? I mean, that is so, so good. So proud of her. All right, so what's going on now? They're, 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 they're flipping stuff on me. Oh, come on. <laughs> I love this. I ain't never been in the tank with Mama Lo. Come on. This, this thing's about ready to get electrified. You got it. So, Mama Lo, I'm going to hand you the mic. You dry your hand off. Did your hand get wet? Here, I'll hold the mic for you. Because I want you to, you got it? Don't drop it. Guys, this is just a, a very exciting day for me. Miss um, got baptized while I was out of town. And um, she's been worrying her mom and dad, Pastor Kevin and Pastor Crystal, since then because Mama Lo wasn't here. Now, of course, her salvation or her baptism is about me. But how much love has there got to be when a child just wants you to be there to see the seeds you've planted? It's not even me. I was disappointed with all the important that Miss accepted Christ and she was already saved but she made the decision but she surprised me this morning and she's been trying to convince mom and dad to let her get baptized when mama Lo is there and you know based on some circumstances I've missed some time so I wasn't here but today not only did she surprise me I wanted to surprise her and I actually wanted to baptize her so not only will I get to see it, Miss, I'm going to do it. <laughs> so this, she's already accepted Christ. She's already saved. She's going to live forever. And it's not about me at all. It's about her dedication and her love. She's just doing what Jesus would do. And uh, I'm going to do the same. Miss, I already know as your pastor that you've accepted. Look at me. So you can see him here, Jesus Christ as your Savior. I'm not even going to ask you, but I'm just going to say it again. Yes. Right. Is there anything you want to say? All right. When as, as your pastor, and so proud today uh, of your decision and your love for me and wanting me to see it, I baptize you again. <laughs> the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Who's up now? Miss May May, come on, girl.
Oh, this is a good one. Oh, come on. Uh, if you don't know May May, you just haven't been around long enough. Um, known each other for a while now. So I can't even go. I don't even know how far back to go because our kids were just little kids. And now they're all grown-up adults. Um, but I know your heart. And I'm so thankful to you in my life. I'm so thankful you said yes to letting God use you in mighty ways because you're changing lives each and every day. So this is a shock to me because I, you know, I did not know. And if I'm going to turn the mic over to you if you want to say anything. Of course, I want to say something. Anybody that knows me knows that I say I'm Daddy God's favorite child. And I am. But the great thing about it is that once you accept Christ, you can become his favorite child too. Because it's just like with our parents. My mother always says, I'm her only daughter. Well, other than Lizetta adopted herself into our family. Uh, but um, she always, you know, we used, as kids, you said, who's your favorite? And she would say, whoever I'm talking to at the moment. So that's how Daddy God is. So just because I say I'm his favorite doesn't mean that you can't be his favorite too. All you have to do is just accept him. And this has been on my mind for a while, and I kept putting it off. And this morning, I was reminded that they have clothes that they can put on you, Tim. <laughs> and I decided to do this, and Pastor DJ didn't know anything about it, so he walked over there, and I was sitting there in all this black. Um, but I love Pastor DJ. I love our church. I love the love that we have here. And for those that, that don't really know, she knows I love her beyond words. And this month has been emotional for me because my father, my daddy, has been in heaven for 18 years. And for some reason, the enemy has just been on me and bothering me. But he's not going to take my joy. Because Isaiah reminded us that even though our family is in heaven, we still have a daddy. And daddy God loves me, and I know he loves me. And I love him, and I thank him for everything that he's done in my life. I thank him for each one of you. Because a lot of you in here have impacted my lives in ways you have no idea. Yeah, because we all criers in here. We'll fill this thing up. It'll overflow. We got to stop that. Mama Lo, would you like to come over and help me with this? <laughs> you go on that side over there. You guys just do your thing. okay. I don't know what you guys are doing. I've never cried a day in my life. <laughs> oh yeah, we're going to have to go this way. There you go. So May May, I don't even need to ask you. So have you accepted him as your Lord and Savior? Yes, I have. Absolutely. So come on, let me hand this over. There. You ready? Oh, May May, then by your profession of faith, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy
Curtis, come on, brother. <laughs> Let's give it up for Curtis. Woo, how you doing, brother? <laughs> you know, I've known Curtis since we were kids. Nope. <laughs> you started coming to this church when? About three months ago. About three months, yeah. Man, he's just been completely wrecking you since you've been here. <laughs> protected me so many times. That's right. Come on. He's so good to me. Come on. Come on. I just want joy back in my life. That's right. Well, he says he's, he's giving it to you, man. What happened is that joy in my life. There you go. Thank you for being here. I love you, man. I tell you, I feel like I've known you forever. And, you, and, man, you've just been the, the biggest smile and, the, and, the, and the, the best greeter I've seen when I come in this church because you're just that kind of happy person, man. So, so that's right. He's bringing it back to you. He says, I'm going to fix it all. Whatever's happened in your past is gone. He says, you're brand new right now. He says, you're brand new. Yes. There's, there's such a freedom right now. You're going to be able to walk this thing out, man. He's going to use you in mighty ways. Come on. Oh, so good, brother. I'm excited for you. So, brother, have you accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior? Yes. <laughs> Come on, brother. <laughs> Go ahead and plug your nose for me and hold your wrist with this hand. That one right there. Hold it right down here on your wrist. There you go. Curtis, by your profession of faith, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. I tell you, you talk about somebody stepping in and going all in. This guy showed up at the church. He was in every small group. He's here like every day of the week. That's because of his love for Christ. So come on. It's so good. Oh, come on. All right. Come on, come on, come on. What's your name again? It's Kanisha. 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 Everybody say hi to Kanisha. Man, we've known each other for a little bit, hadn't we? Yes, we have. And I, you know what I love is that you find your way home all the time. Come on, it's so good. Yesterday, too. <laughs> Come on. Woo, so, Kanisha. You ready for something new? You, you ready to walk in a freedom? You ready to walk out of here with a fresh new identity? Come on, that's what this is all about. So that's awesome. So have you accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior? I do. Come on, there we go.
Kadisha, by your profession of faith, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. tell you this we're going to continue to sing um, I'm going to stay in here for just a couple more minutes and if you feel like you've been sitting down and this was supposed to be you then I'm going to give you one last chance I'm just going to hang out I'm already in here so all we got to do is get you changed but you just let somebody know and uh, let's just continue to worship and let's praise him right now testimonies that will begin to come forth from one Sunday to the next Sunday 
from Monday to Monday when we come into this house, we'll be sharing with one another how we have seen God move in us and through us. And we will impact this earth. We will infect and affect this earth, Father God, with your glory. So, Father God, we thank you for this day. And we will continue our worship now in a time of, of giving. For as you have given to us, as you have given us the very breath in our lungs, we praise you with that very same breath. So now as you have given us finances and resources, we extend that worship to you by giving back that 10% and everything else that you have asked of us to give. And so in obedience, we give back to you. We can give now in person. We can give online. We can give via text message. You've made it to where it's so easy for us to give. And so we will give to you, Father. And it's not a burden. It's not a chore. But we do so with joy and thanksgiving in our hearts. We thank you, Father God, for the abundance that you've given us. And we give you back that little bit, knowing that you could ask for so much more. And so, Father God, I bless these, your people. Let your face shine upon us as we go out into this world. And as we go out with your glory on us, we thank you, Father God. It will draw men and women and children. And when they come to us, our branches will be stretched wide with shade to give them shade from the fires of this world, from the heat of this world. The fruit that we bear will nourish them. We will be able to give them drink, Father God, from the rivers of living water that we are drawing strength and nourishment from. And I thank you, Lord, that as we go out into this earth, we don't go out and blend in. We don't go out and look like what we are going into, but we stand out. We are that peculiar people that you have ordained and called us to be. We are those ones that stand out. We are odd. We are different. We don't look like everyone else where we go. And it has nothing to do with our physical outward appearance, but it is the likeness and the glory of you that radiates from us. And so, Father God, we give you glory and we give you honor on this day. Have your way in and through us in every moment of our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You all be blessed. Amen.